This podcast episode is brought to you by Audible.com. To receive a free book of your choice, please visit www.audibletrial.com slash mysticaccess. Enjoy! Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Time is 3.16 p.m. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some things to talk about. Yeah, we're going to show off some of our new toys today, so we're excited. This episode of the Mystic Access Podcast is brought to you by Blind Alive. For more information about the products and services that Blind Alive offers, go to www.blindalive.com. Yep, you can get the Bacti Pack there. Chris used his yesterday and really enjoyed it. (laughs) Again. I went to a convention yesterday, and because it was so convenient, I didn't even bother taking it off. And, of course, they have lots of great workouts, and they have product recommendations that you can check out for your workout needs. They've got yoga, Pilates, cardio, weight workouts. There's a stability ball workout. So if you're interested in finding a really cool audio-described workout or several, you can definitely do so. And they're for all different fitness levels, and there's lots to check out there, including their really cool podcast. So definitely go check them out. And the first thing we wanted to talk about is the Echo Dot. Second generation! Yay! I'm so excited to finally have my Echo Dot. I got her on Thursday, and this is the second of my Echo family. (laughs) Technically, I now have three, but the third one has not been set up yet, and that's my new Fire Stick, which you're going to learn more about in a little while, so stay tuned. The Echo Dot, she is, in fact, a wee bit smaller than her first generation bigger sister, and she does not have a volume ring. So for those of you who have Big Alexa, the Echo, or little dot first gen you will discover that difference almost immediately she's also a little bit thinner a little bit shorter and narrower than her big sister first gen dot and the layout is a little different so let me tell you a little bit about how she is laid out and i have to thank lynn tatum and give her a big shout out here because the orientation that i'm using to to kind of get you guys started is her fault so thanks lynn appreciate that very very much (laughs) all right so the way we've got this here is i have her plugged into an outlet she's connected to my wi-fi and i have her ports facing away from me so let's think of her since she's round as a clock face and her ports are at 12 o'clock So they're facing away from me. On top, at the noon position, you will find the volume up button. And yes, that's where the ring went. (laughs) The ring is now buttons. So there's a volume up button and a volume down button. Volume up is at noon. Volume down is at six. If you travel to the nine o'clock position on the clock, you'll discover the mic button. So that is how you will turn her always listening feature on and off. And if you will move to the three o'clock position, you'll find a button with a dot. So that can assist you with orientation. So there's a button with a dot on the dot, as there is on the Echo. And that's the same as with the first gen as well. And this is the actions button. You'll press this for five seconds to take her into setup mode. Speaking of setup, really quick thing to note about that before we jump back into orientation, because I will forget it and it's important. Twice when I've set her up on two different networks, she took me into a weird thing where I had to select a language. I don't know why it's doing that. When you try to tap on what's supposed to be a picker item, 
double tap it to go in and pick a language there is no language in there and i had someone sided look at this and apparently this is not a voiceover issue this is some weird issue that has nothing to do with voiceover because that really is an empty box <laughs> where you cannot actually pick a language There's that happened to me to too and if you try it'll crash mine did not actually i can do it so I've not experienced the crashing that you have experienced, but I'm also on a different version of iOS than you are. There's possibly a discrepancy there. I can actually do it, but I can't actually do anything once I'm in there. So you can actually get into the picker. Yes, then. there's just nothing in it. Right. So if you flicked up and down in the picker, does it crash? Or nope. did it must be something with the different iOS versions. Who knows? Yeah, it does not crash on me. So what I have to do is cancel out of setup Press the actions button again on the dot for five seconds. Go back in. Do the process over again. And generally that will work because it'll find my saved networks. And when I'm able to get to saved networks, I can just double tap the network I want and I'm good to go. I ended so, up doing mine on the computer itself. In a sense, I did restart the process, but I ended up going to echo.amazon.com and doing it that way through a computer connect to a Wi-Fi network. Yeah, once you get her on all the networks you want... You really aren't going to have this issue. I was in one location. I was staying there for a few days. I came home, had to put her on my network. I thought she might just grab my network, but she did not because it was a saved network. That did not happen for me. So I just had to set her up again. Didn't realize that was going to happen. But once you get her set up, she should be fine in terms of that. Like her first gen big sister, she does have a nice rubber coating on the bottom of her. She's very sturdy in that regard. On the back... As I mentioned before, it's kind of at the 12 o'clock position. If you slide your hand backward from where your volume up button is on the back of her, you will find, or on the back of her round framework or framing, you will find her two ports. Then from left to right, those are line out and micro USB. And that's where you will plug her into user at all times because she has to be plugged in. <laughs> so those are her ports. Right in the center of the clock face, if we're thinking of her as a clock face. I don't know if that is her light or her mic. What I do know, though, is she's very sensitive. If you're covering her at all with your hand and trying to talk to her, you can have some issues, or at least I've had some issues. So I'm not entirely sure where all the, the series of seven mics are located on her, but... Don't cover her and try and talk to her at the same time. It doesn't work very well. So I'm assuming that because it's raised slightly, this thing in the center of her top face is, in fact, her light. So those are just some things to note. She has the same voice. She does everything just like her sisters. Alexa, what time is it? It's 3.28 p.m. And I'm just going to turn her volume up. And it's doing that about every three presses of her volume up button. So I guess it's just telling me it's turning it up. Alexa, play Prime. Here's a station you might like, the script. Alexa, stop. Alexa, what's my current temperature? Currently, it's 62 degrees with clear skies and sun. You can expect more of the same today. With a high of 63 degrees and a low of 43 degrees. So there's my current weather. So the app works just the same. You'll need the app in the same way that you need it for all the other Amazon Alexa products. I do have my other Alexa, who's sitting over there several feet away, turned off my big Echo so that she wouldn't conflict here. You can do everything with little dot that you can with any of the others. And she works the same as your Echo does, except that 
If you want to, you can plug her in to a larger, better speaker if you are listening to music. And she will play your music slightly better <laughs> than she would through this little bitty thing. Although the volume is pretty good on it. Although, let me, let's see if I can turn the music back on. I just want to show you how loud she'll go. Alexa, play. Actually, we're pretty, we're probably at top volume right now. Alexa. 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 Volume 10. Yep, this is volume 10. And I have her sitting right next to me. So I'm just turning her down. Turning her down. Turning her down. And of course, you can also press and hold those buttons. You don't have to just press them like I am. Turn her back up. Alexa. 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 Stop. As usual, when music is loud, getting her attention sometimes is a little bit difficult. Speaking of getting her attention. Yes. If you have multiple echoes or dots, Amazon has introduced this new technology. I forget what it's called. But when you say the magic word and then start talking to your Alexa products, it... <laughs> she was listening. Let's turn her off. There we go. When you mention that name, which will remain nameless because <laughs> uh, mine just went off as well. If you are in one room and two of them hear you, and then you start talking, the one closest to your position will answer. So you don't have two or three echoes or two or three dots telling you your current weather or uh, starting to read your Audible book or what have you. So that can be kind of a handy feature. Although the one thing we've noticed is when we're on FaceTime and we tend to prefer FaceTime to phone calls just because it's a, a nice way to communicate clearly is that if one of us starts talking to ours, they can cause lots of trouble. <laughs> so we still have to be careful in that regard. Of course, it doesn't know across, across sure, networks and across you know states and whatever. Right. right. <laughs> but in your own house, it seems to work fairly well. Now, I haven't tried this yet because I just got my dot on Thursday and I've been doing some running around and really haven't had a chance. I don't even know where she's going to live yet. I have an idea, but I haven't put her in any permanent place. In fact, I just got her on the network today. I haven't had a chance to play with it, but I'm anxious to see how it works. Moving on to the next uh, uh, A-L-E-X-A product <laughs> or Echo product, because probably most people don't have theirs set to Echo, is the all-new Fire Stick. Now, this is a stick that connects to your TV, and you connect it to the micro USB cable for power. So it doesn't get the power from the HDMI port. It gets the power from the micro USB cable. This allows you to connect to the Amazon network and watch videos, play music, and things like that. The beauty... But you do uh, need a wall outlet for this baby to cooperate. Yeah, correct. Yes, you do. And she looks almost like flash drive. Yes. <laughs> She's a little bitty. There is a little extender cable that can connect to it so that if you want to, you can have it connected to this, this little extension cable. It's basically a six-inch cable that's an HDMI port to an HDMI port, and then you, you connect the stick to that if you want to use that. Maybe your Fire Stick won't go 
next to some other stick or some other cable that's connected to an HDMI port on your TV. So you would use this cable in order to extend it a little bit and it kind of would then hang off the side of your TV or the back of your TV or what have you. The nice thing about the all new Fire Stick with voice remote is it has a voice remote so you can talk to it and use the echo commands in order to interact with the echo or a-l-e-x-a service it's like a little kid you have to spell around it <laughs> and you can set it up independently which is also uber nice exactly so on the remote you have one button that is by itself it's at the top that is the voice button then you have a circle within a circle and that's kind of like your cursor cross and your select so that's how you navigate through your fire stick and then Underneath that, you have two rows of three buttons, and you have back, home, and menu. menu. And then you have rewind, play pause, and fast forward. That's it. So in order to turn on voice view, which is the screen reader, you press and hold the back and the menu buttons. Now, when I did it, I connected it to my TV and switched to HDMI 1 because that's where the Fire Stick was located and it started to make this beeping sound through the TV speakers and that told me at least I assume that told me that it was actually doing something so that was kind of cool that it did that and then I counted till probably 60 seconds and I pressed and held the back and menu buttons and then I heard Sally's voice come on so independently I was able to get it on my network. Now, one thing of note when you're typing in your password, if you press the shift key, it is a shift lock. So you have to go and press the shift key again to turn it off if you want to put in one capital letter. So say, for example, your password is ABCD and your uppercase character is the letter C. So you would type in AB, find the shift key, find C again, click it. Of course, you're clicking each one of these characters, you're typing them in. So yeah, A, select. select, B, select, go down to shift, select that, go up to C, select that, go back down to shift, turn that off with select, and then find D and click it. And then click the done button when you're done, and that should connect you to your wireless network when typing in your password. So I'm going to turn on my TV with the remote that is included with my Samsung 32-inch TV. Collection TV. And now I'm on the TV, and I'm going to press, just to do so, the channel info button. TV. Channel information 17-1. WNEVHD All-Star Film Collection. 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Now that tells me what's on the TV. So if I And this channel, is the Samsung, you guys. This is not the This is not the, this fire, is not stick. the fire Stick, correct. <laughs> this is the fancy-schmancy Samsung talking, speaking TV that we've talked about earlier that a tutorial is coming out on. So now if we go up channel. 17-2 in Gialitalia. And now... And again. You see this, we had a serious talk, right? 
And then I'm going to go back down. I don't, I just want to go back down again. 17-2. And then I can press volume up. Volume 27. Volume 28. Volume 29. So you hear the speech. And I wanted to just give you a taste of what the speech sounds like. That is the default speech. So again, let's hit the channel info button and we can hear it again a little bit. Channel information, 17-1. WNEDHD, All-Star Film Collection, 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. And then Show them the guide really quick. Yeah, we can hit the... Yeah. Yeah, we can hit the guide button and let's hope this works. Guide all channels, 17-1. WNEDHD, All-Star Film Collection, 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. The Magnificent Seven, a man in black, recruits six hired guns to lead Mexican villagers against... The gang of an outlaw. And I'm going to hit the down arrow key. Right. On now 17-2, thank Chiai Italia, 2.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Wedding cake. Torganum Ziole. Marianne creates an Italian wedding. Sunday, October 23, 17-4, WNEDS, the All-Star Film Collection 1. P.m. to 3.30 p.m., The Magnificent Seven, a man in black. Recruits six hired guns to lead Mexican villages. And now if I want to go to the right. The gang of an outlaw. Today, Great British Baking Show, 3.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Masterclass. 3. Mary demonstrates her sugar-free carrot cake before making an apricot brandy pond tart. Great British Baking Show, 3.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Masterclass. 3. Mary demonstrates her sugar-free carrot cake before Loaf Trekker, 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Food Hour. The Story of Cheese. Rosie Lovell visits the Cheesemakers Market. In Beaconsfield, England, and the Cheesemonger in London. And I'm going to go back to the left. Great British Baking Show. Sunday, October 23, All-Star Film Collection, 1 p.m. All-Star Film Collection, 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. The Magnificent 7, a man in black recruits six hired. On now 23-1 WNLOSD, no information, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. No information. That's probably an infomercial. 23-1 WNLOHD, no information, 2 p.m. 23-2 pounds, no information, 2 p.m. 26-1 WNYBSD, my son, my savior, 2.30 p.m. to 3.27 p.m. Only one woman had the unique privilege to call Jesus her son. Mary was blessed to be the mother of the savior. Who Let's say I wanted to watch this. I would just press select. Watch as Mary. TV. And now it's just switched to that. So now, let's go to the fire stick. I'm going to press the source button. There's HDMI 1, and I'm going to hit the select button. So now it activated the fire TV. So now we are actually listening to Sally. So when we left and right, through the Fire TV remote, and I switched remotes. You have videos, 3 of 10. TV shows, 4 of 10. Movies, 5 of 10. Games, 6 of 10. Let's go back to movies. Movies, 5 of 10. Select. One of the featured channels, 1 of 17. And I'm going to scroll to the right. Recommended movies, 2 of 17. Let's select that. Caddyshack, Farland, 1 of 86. 
The First Wives Club, Fraun, 2 of 86, Oceans 11, 2001, Fraun, 3 of 86. And they tell you if they're prime. Yes. Which I love. Beam Twister, 1996, Fraun, Crocodile Dundee, Fraun, Notting Hill, Fraun, Crocodile Dundee 2, Fraun, 8 of 86, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Fraun, so if I press and hold the voice remote, what time is it? The time is 3.43 p.m. There's your Ms. A. And that should sound familiar. So now I'm going to say, play Apollo 13. Here's Apollo 13. And it resumed so where I left off. If you've got a movie on there that you were currently watching or music on there that you want, if you're like a Prime subscriber or this new digital music, what's it called? Digital Music Plus or Amazon Digital music. music? Yeah, this this new this new service that you can get now where you can access even more songs. I'm kind of trying out the trial right now. You can check out different things and listen to different things, and it's pretty cool. It's even more songs than your Prime subscription allows. So there's movies and there's TV shows, but I must admit, I'm not really going to like this thing for a lot of casual use until or unless the App Store becomes available, because what's maddening about it currently is that you can download an app, but... (laughs) Open Netflix. Here's Netflix. And I'm just using my up and down, left and right arrows to go through with Netflix. And Except you can't. Control is not clickable. And I just tried to select it. Control is not clickable. Control is not clickable. So once they get that working, it will be great. As far as if you want to run third-party applications, the Fire Stick may not be for you. If no. you want to play with the Echo or A-L-E-X-A voice services, then this might be something for you to play with. And it is only $39, so yeah, it's... that, and if you have a Prime subscription specifically and you want to watch Prime video and Prime TV shows and stuff that's available that way, it could be a really cool option for that. I'm kind of hoping they will update it. Frankly, I don't intend to do a tutorial on it for you guys unless or until this third-party app thing at least becomes able to move around in them, whether they're accessible or not. There's no requirement. Amazon doesn't make any requirement to make the third-party apps accessible. It's going to be hit or miss just with any, like with anything else, but when the ability to do that is available, I'll be delighted to do a tutorial on it because I think it's a very cool thing. Until then, though, it's the cheapest way currently to get an Alexa, even cheaper than using the second gen dot which is 50 bucks and if you have a prime subscription it might be particularly nice or if you just buy a lot of stuff off of amazon it might be particularly nice you can access your library and do stuff like that and listen to music and watch movies and tv shows so you know there's lots of options available right now that you can do with it it's just a little too limited currently for my liking but you never know i might find myself watching more prime video on it than i anticipate so we'll see and it works just like it's big brother the fire tv the box so except way smaller and more compact and it's cute (laughs) exactly so let's take a break and talk about the audible books that we are reading and this podcast is sponsored by audible.com and i am currently reading 
Frankenstein by Mary Shelley on Audible. And the cool thing about my Frankenstein book is it is dramatized. So again, with my fire stick, I can say the following. Read Frankenstein from Audible. Getting the book from Christopher's Audible library. Resuming Frankenstein. Dramatized. Frankenstein. Dramatized. Stop. So that's just another way to read your Audible books, should you choose to do so. Yes, that's a very good point that I hadn't thought of. You can do all that. You can do Audible and Kindle and all that lovely stuff as well, of course. What books are you reading? I'm really getting into Molly Harper's Paranormal series. Uh, She has a couple of series on Audible that I'm really think I'm going to enjoy and I'm reading her nice girls series right now the first one is nice girls don't have fangs and it's about a woman named Jane Jameson and uh for those of you who like your vampire novels a little quirky and fun and just laugh out loud funny with some fun paranormal twists and romance and just interesting little bits you might find these very very enjoyable the narration is fantastic the novels are very funny and i just really like molly harper's stuff um it's very just witty and fun and it's very very enjoyable i finished kim harrison's hollows novels and i've kind of been going through urban fantasy withdrawal since then because i wanted something else really fun that I would find just delightful as I found that series just so captivating. So any of you into paranormal fantasy or paranormal modern day urban fantasy stuff will probably enjoy Molly Harper and her books. So the Nice Girls series is the one that I am currently indulging in and having lots of fun doing it. Yeah, and with Halloween coming up, you know, the scary Frankenstein book or the nice girls series that you're reading or any other book if you don't currently have an audible subscription and would like to sign up you can go to www.audibletrial.com slash mystic access this will give you a free book of your choice it's yours to keep even if you don't continue on with the service but for me i really do enjoy the audible service as well as all the other services to read books If you would have told me 20 years ago that we'd be able to just pick up a bestseller on the day of its release, I probably would have been like, yeah, okay. And the cheapest plan is about 15 bucks a month. So for the price of a few lattes, you can get yourself an awesome book. And that is $15 for one book. And there's also another plan for $22 for two books. And your credits do roll over. Yes, they do. Not permanently, but they roll over for a certain number of months. It depends on which plan that you're involved in. And Audible customer support, man, they rock. I love dealing with them when I need to. I know I'm going to get my issue resolved. The Audible online chat is accessible. (laughs) Yay! Love that. I don't even have to call. I can just do chat requests. And it's just a really good experience all the way around. I've been very, very pleased. And they do have a lot of BOGO sales. Buy one, get one. So I find myself doing that a lot. My library is probably twice as big as it should be with the plan that I'm on, which is the cheapest land, because I do indulge in lots of BOGOs. So, something else to keep in mind. Oh, look! Screensaver settings. Yes. It's because (laughs) we weren't playing with her. We weren't playing with her, and she went to sleep. So, one other thing that we can mention about Audible is you can gift books to people if you so choose to. You most certainly can. Yeah, if you're you're in a hurry for a present and uh, haven't actually found one that you're looking for you can gift 
individual books or you can gift an entire subscription which is something that i'm con actually considering doing for someone for christmas so yeah there's lots of fun ways that you can utilize audible the site's very accessible some people say use audible.com access i don't find that necessarily be the case anymore certainly for a while it was absolutely quite necessary to use that it's very accessible it's very usable and yes for those of you wondering kim where the heck is that audible tutorial you told us was coming out Give me to the end of the year. It will be one of the things coming up by the end of this year. Again, if you want to get a trial, you can go to www.audibletrial.com slash mysticaccess. And that's audibletrial.com slash mysticaccess. And I'm repeating that because Sally decided to interrupt me again. What did she say that time? I heard her. She locked the screen. Oh, she locked. Okay, yes. good deal. I'm used to my screens no longer telling me they lock, <laughs> so I didn't know what she said. So what was the next thing that we were going to discuss? I want to talk to you guys about getting cozy for the winter. And if you live in a climate, as I do, that gets fairly cold, we have had our first frosts now, and it's been down in the 30s here at night. And I needed a new space heater because I have very drafty rooms in my house. It's not a large house, but it has drafty rooms in it. And I thought, you know, I need to replace my space heaters in my bedroom and in the office. I went on a quest for space heaters. And actually, my mommy found the one that I'm going to talk to you guys about. And it turned out to be so nice and so accessible. She called me and she goes, hey, I found you a heater. I'm like, you did? She's like, yeah. She knew I was looking for one. So... Go figure. That worked out so nicely, and I'm very excited to share this with you guys because it's nicer than the ones I currently get. I tend to be kind of cheap and buy stuff, and it'll last me three years or something. <laughs> then it'll conk out, and I'll have to go buy a new one. But what do you expect for a $40 heater? You know, you get three winners out of it. Okay, fine. This is in the same price point, generally speaking. I think it's going to be a much better investment. It's by a company called Lasko, L-A-S-K-O, and the model number is CT. 16550 and there will be a link to it in the show notes it's a ceramic heater it's about 16 inches tall the top face of this heater does not have raised buttons so think of a microwave oftentimes you'll find buttons kind of like these they're indented you kind of have to press a little harder with your fingertip in order to find them and there are three buttons on top in a vertical row as I said, it's 16 inches tall the back is kind of rounded a little bit barrel shaped and then the front where the ceramic heating element is, is rectangular with rounded corners. So it's very sleek. It's very nice. Apparently, this one is black with a little bit of gray on it. So it's it's quite nice looking. It's, it's plastic, but of course, the front here is ceramic where your heat will come out. And the buttons in the vertical row on top, I'm going to start furthest from me, are the on off and high low button under that is the oscillation button where you toggle whether or not you want it to oscillate and the bottom button is your temperature button if you are using the heater itself to set your settings and i say that because there is a remote with this heater the buttons work a little differently than the remote buttons do at least the first one does the top button is power and will also, when you turn it on, will put you at the high heat setting, which is 1500 watts. If you press it again, you will move to the low heat setting. And if you press it again, it will power off. The next button, as I said, toggles whether or not you want to oscillate to move back and forth and distribute your heat a little more evenly throughout the room. And the third button is your temperature button. Now, I don't recommend actually doing the thermostat temperature setting with the heater itself, because I've found 
for me, but it isn't quite as accurate. You may put it on a setting and think if you turn it back on, it's going to be still on that setting, but it isn't necessarily. <laughs> so it's a little easier to do that with the remote control. But first, before I show you the remote, I just want to turn it on for you. To let you hear it, that's high heat. And it only takes it just a second to get warm. This does have safety features. I'm going to turn on oscillation. Again, notice the beeps, and it immediately begins oscillation. So I'm the going buttons to are low. on. The buttons are on the roof, kind of like if you are on the roof. You yep. were thinking it was a house. Yeah, if you're thinking of it as a house, the buttons are on the roof. Okay. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, and they're all in a vertical row or a vertical column, <laughs> to be to be more exact. So that's how loud it gets. It doesn't get any louder than that. It's very comfortable in terms of loudness. I really can't take really loud stuff. It makes me a little crazier than normal, which isn't very good, especially when I'm trying to work. And this is the quietest one I've owned. So you can hear it, but I don't find it distracting at all. It's not obnoxious. The remote actually can sit. There's a little indented rectangular spot on the back where you can carry it. So it's kind of like a built-in carrying handle, except it's a you know, a slot where you can fit your hand. And it's right under the top, so it's probably mm, two, two and a half inches down from the top. So if you slide your hand around to the back, and the, as I mentioned, the back's a little barrel-shaped, slide your hand down the rounded portion, you're going to feel kind of an open spot. And you can pick it up and you can carry it around. And it's not very heavy at all. It's just a few pounds. You can easily carry it around, move it from place to place. And just under where your hand would sit, where your fingers would be on this handle carrying spot. There's a little rectangular indention and your remote hangs there. So if I take the remote off this little indention, it's got a actually a little carrying thing on the back where it will actually slide in that little slot on the back of the heater. So it just kind of slides into place and it hangs there. It's not magnetized or anything like that, but it does hang there. On the top of the remote, I'm holding it with the sensor furthest away from me. The sensor's kind of in the middle of, I guess, what would be the front face of the remote. So it's very noticeable. You can find it very easily. And now I'm going to actually tell you in terms of columns. So I'm going to go up and down. There's six buttons on it. And I'm going to move from left to right in column order. So the first button on top, on the left-hand side, far all the way to the left, is the high heat button. And right under that, in the next row, is the low heat button. In the next column, you'll find the oscillation button and the power button. Now... On the remote, power is just power. Off. On. And then on the far right, the far right column, you have plus and minus. And this will set your temperature. So this does have a thermostat on it, and you can move from 65 degrees to 85 degrees. And there's also a max degree. So here's the cool thing. Let's say I want to set my room to 65. I can go, and I'm going to press my minus key multiple times. Notice it's no longer beeping at me. That means we're at 65. I'm going to go the other way. 70, 75, 80, 85, max. Oh, no max. That's interesting. Max might only be available through, I'm going to go 80, 75, 70, 65. Max might only be available through the button on top. Oops, and I just dropped the remote. That's real good. <laughs> but it's sturdy. Oh, that's another cool thing that actually dropping it reminded me to tell you on the back of the remote where you put in your two triple a batteries there is actually a screw 
a little bitty screw that you can screw into place to keep the back of your remote from coming off when you drop it like I just did. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. So I've got this thing now on 65 degrees. So when the room is at 65 degrees, it's going to shut itself off. That only works when your heat is on high. If your heat is on low, the temperature function doesn't work. So I'm actually going to reset it because I'm not entirely sure I had it on high. I think I did, but I'm going to double check. So turning it on. I'm going to turn on oscillation too because I like to oscillate. And I'm going to go. And I just press my minus button. So I should be on 65. And probably by the time we end, it's going to have shut off. So that's a really cool thing that I really, really like. Being able to set it for a particular degree and just letting it shut off whenever it wants. So it's very energy efficient in that way. Oh, see, there it goes. It's off. So we are now at 65 degrees. I'm just going to put the remote back in its little slot for the moment. Here we go. So now I'm hands-free again, and we'll see if it comes back on before we finish. When my mom got it, she was out shopping, and she actually bought it for me and brought it back to me. So she paid 35 bucks for it. On Amazon right now, I think it's 49 So it's a little more on Amazon than what she paid at Sam's Club for it. You might find it at different places for slightly different prices, but I'm anxious to actually get me another one because I really like it. So I definitely want one for the office as well. So this is kind of a tower style heater. The warmth it gives out is awesome. I'm very happy with it. As I said, the accessibility is very, very easy. So you can see that I just set it to 65 degrees. The room is 65 degrees. I can keep it at 65 for as long as I want. Then if you want to change your temperature, what you can do is just turn the power on and you've gotten rid of that setting. So if you want it at 65, you can just leave it. You don't have to touch it. And if you want to turn it back on and say go to either low heat or change it to 70 or whatever you want to do, or just change that setting, turn that setting off, you can do that just by turning on your power on your heater. Can you not just press plus and change it to 70? Okay, so I press plus. It should be on 70 now. Let me, yep, it was. So yeah, you can do that too. It's going to come back on one. So I don't want 70 though. I want 65. So I just put it back on 65. So yes, you can do it that way as well. Just by pressing your plus button. That's what I thought. That works as well. Hopefully I can get back to my 65 and they'll turn off here in a second again. Yep, there it goes. Right on cue. It's very nice. I really like it. So we are going to pause for a second, unless you had anything else to add, and oh, put, put in a house ad. Yay, house ad! Mystic Access prides itself on bringing you both free and paid information that will support, empower, and inspire you in your life and work. We gladly and gratefully accept your donations in any amount to keep our mission going. Your donations assist us in paying for site hosting and maintenance, upgrading our recording studios, and purchasing the assistive technology which we share with you in our podcasts, tutorials, and trainings. If you aren't able to donate to us financially, but you would still like to help, we would appreciate you spreading the word about our offerings to your friends, colleagues, and anyone else whom you feel may benefit from knowing about our work. However you are willing to support us, please know that we appreciate it very much. Financial donations may be made to us via PayPal at info at mysticaccess.com or you may call us to donate via phone or to learn about additional ways to donate. Call 716-543-3323. Thank you for your support. So now that we are back, we just wanted to make one more announcement. 
we have reached over 100,000 downloads. Yes, we have. That's all because of the nice people who listen to our podcast. And we've made over half those downloads this year. Yes. So that's really impressive, you guys. We're really, really just very pleased that you enjoy what we offer. And we've got listeners all over the world and really loyal listeners. And we just appreciate you guys very much. And, of course, if you want more people to listen to us (laughs) and you know more people who enjoy what we do, or who may enjoy what we do and have not had the ability to listen to us or have known about us, tell them about us, you know, spread the word, let people know that we're out here. We certainly appreciate you guys listening to us. Mm -hmm. There are lots of options out there in podcast land. (laughs) So we're glad we have something to offer that you appreciate. Thank you very much. And everybody have a wonderful day. Bye. You guys. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.